It's a me, Mario. What is up, nerd? Nation, welcome back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Good to have you here on another week, another episode. Thanks for joining. If you are here for the first time, thank you. Thank you for for stumbling upon us. I hope that you will uh, enjoy what we talk about today, and I hope it will bring you back. For those of you returning, well, 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 look who it is. I will be danged. I hope you're having a great day or night, depending on when you're listening to my voice. I hope you're being safe and considerate of other fellow human beings. Uh, If you are returning to the show again, thank you. Thank you for all the subscriptions. Thank you for all the likes and the shares. Um, This is, like I said, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And there is always room in the nerd world order uh, for more nerds. So, all you wayward nerds, to stay with us. Enjoy this episode. I want to give a huge shout-out to everyone who has rated the show, as well as episodes on podchaser.com, and to the kind words people have been emailing lately. Thank you. Um, Thank you from the bottom of my nerdy little heart. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, so how about we jump on a Koopa Troopa and uh, ride that shell into the show? DJ Mike Howie, take us in. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. <laughs> Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find the show in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Hello, it's a me, the Duke. Ah, 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 ah. Wah, wah, what is up, Nerd Nation? I am your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. And welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. We have got a heck of an episode today. Today we're talking about the history of the Mario Brothers, the Mushroom Kingdom, the face of Nintendo, the Italian turtle killers, two plumbers with a weird obsession of mushrooms, whatever you want to call them, 
Today we will dive into the history of the characters, some of the best and worst uh, characters, that is. Some of the best and worst uh, titles, possibly, if we have time to get to it. Uh, we are talking about the evolution of Mario and the characters that follow him, the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, everyone who is a video game nerd knows of the Mushroom Kingdom and the characters that reside, and our favorite fat little plumber. I'm going to be honest, I have always liked Luigi a little more, uh, but props to the OG character of the brand, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Last time, I talked about Umbrella Academy 2 and broke down a little bit of the first episode. Now, I hope you enjoyed it. If you have seen the show, and if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Do it. Let me know what you think. Love it, like it, hate it. Where's it going to go for season three? Shoot me an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com if you have seen season two of Umbrella Academy. Well, I would uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Now, I've got a new pod promo of the week. Uh, our friends from the Alternate Reality Radio uh, promo group, we've got FG13 here, and I'm going to play a little snippet of their promo so you can get to know them a little more. Here we go. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael, hi. Oh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Welcome back. I definitely recommend FG13, as I like to call it. Especially if you are in the, to the horror genre. I love horror. I love sci-fi. I love thriller. I love most every genre, but I am a huge fan of horror. I actually went on a bit of a binge today. I watched uh, Scream 4 because it was on. I watched I Know What You Did Last Summer because it made me... Because I actually have not watched that franchise in a while, so I'm going to go back through it. I've just been in a big uh, kick for horror lately, probably because October is upon us uh, very soon. We are getting into the fall season. Uh, might be a basic statement, but it is my favorite season, fall, for many reasons. Many, many reasons. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Um, football you know, would regularly be starting back, but that's up in the air still. So we don't know uh, how, where this is going to go, but uh, as long as you're tuning into the 30 and Nerdy podcast, then uh, we will keep your fall uh, bright. So um, I'm going to talk nerdy to you a little bit, okay? Created a, I didn't create this one. I, uh, Came upon a nerd vocabulary word that I love. Uh, I love watching the show Young Justice. Uh, it is about the Young Justice League. 
if you can tell by the title. It's got like Robin, Kid Flash, Aqua Lad, um, and many of the other what's considered sidekicks. And then, of course, you know, through season two, season three, they get older. Uh, so Robin, who then becomes Nightwing, obviously, uh, he he is has a way with words. He's always like um, somebody will say, like, uh, I'm totally underwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And he's like, why isn't anyone just whelmed? So that's her word, whelmed. Now, this was made famous by Robin in the show Young Justice. It means calm. You are not overexcited, and you are not underexcited. You are not unimpressed. You're not overimpressed. You're just whelmed. So, uh, uh, basically, uh, if I were to put this in a sentence, it would be, um, how did you feel about um, season nine? Or no, how would you feel about how'd you feel about season four of The Walking Dead, or season seven of Supernatural? Eh, whelmed. Wasn't overwhelming. Wasn't underwhelming. Just whelmed. So yeah, uh, there's a new nerd vocabulary word for you to use. Um, how about a little random on random? Now this is a seg- segment where I talk about. Uh, Something random or someone random. Uh, For instance, uh, your random thing will tie into something new here uh, that is going on. Okay, so a random conversation for today is about the new app Bigo Live. Well, it's not brand new. It's been around for a little while. But fun fact, it is a completely live application. There is no saving your data. There is no saving what you have went live on. There are many opportunities uh, with Bigo Live. You can just go live in your life. Uh, you can dance. You can sing. You can show off any amount of talent that you may have on this app, and that's B-I-G-O Live in the uh, App Store, whatever carrier you may have. I am on it. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, on weeknights, the 30 and Nerdy podcast turns into the 30 and Nerdy show live on the Bigo app. Every evening, starting around 4, 4.30, every weekday. Now, we are ta- taking more conversations there about nerd culture, the nerd wave, the nerd revolution that has been happening over the past 20 years. We talk about everything under the nerd sun, um, and Thor Almighty, it is, it is a lot of fun. Um, so, join us there on B-I-G-O, that's Bigo, live. That is an app in the store, in the application store. Download it, sign up, find the 30 and Nerdy Show, 30-A-N-D-N-E-R-D-Y-S-H-O-W. Follow that show, and on weeknights, you can tune in to a live version of the 30 and Nerdy podcast. But it's more of like a you are tuning in to live, and you can ask questions right on the spot, and we can talk. We can communicate. So please, download the Bego app. Find the 30 and Nerdy Show and tune in weeknights. Now, once it's once it's happened, it's gone. For instance, Monday night show, you can't see Tuesday. Once it's done, it's gone. That's the really cool thing about this. It adds almost an exclusivity to whatever you are watching because you will not be able to watch the same thing again tomorrow. So check out the Bigo app. Um, download it. Uh, 
tune into the 30 and Nerdy Show weekday nights, and uh, we have a lot of fun. So uh, how, before we get to the nerdly news, how about a couple of words from a couple of our very cool sponsors? Need a commercial? How about a professional video for your upcoming event or production? Let the coolest cats in town take care of you. The professionals of Freddy Cat Productions have the knowledge, ability, and experience to serve all your visual marketing needs. They offer feature films, documentaries, corporate videos, commercials, music videos, and weddings. You can reach Freddy Cat Productions at 423-231-2839 or at freddycatproductions.com. The arts are a vital part of the educational process, which is another key to economic development and improved quality of life. Arts education and opportunities help participants develop skills in critical thinking, goal setting, team building, problem solving, conflict resolution, and craftsmanship. At Encore Theatrical Company, they aren't just dreaming it, they're doing it. Through the global pandemic, many of the arts have suffered due to shutdown of theaters, museums, schools, and other artistic vehicles. However, here at Encore, the show must go on. Follow along as we evolve and entertain during what we call Encore Intermission. We are highlighting patrons, performers, community members, and much more. You may see voice lessons, mini-concerts, Zoom plays, and other artsy escapes for you during this trying time. Follow along daily with new posts from hashtag Encore Intermission. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us. Where it's not just theater, it's Encore. Hello, I'm Barry Nerdington, and this is your Nerdly News, where we report... And you decide. Sean Ashmore, known as Iceman from the X-Men franchise, has joined the cast of The Boys Season 2 as Lamplighter. Fans of the show remember Lamplighter as the hero that retires from the Seven at the beginning of the series. No word on how many episodes or how big a role Lamplighter will play, but it will be exciting to see how the former member of the Seven plays into the story. The recent Warner Media layoffs have affected a significant number of high-level figures at comic book powerhouse DC. Among those said to be losing their positions are as follows. Editor-in-Chief Bob Harris, Senior VP of Publishing Strategy and Support Services Hank Canals, VP of Global of Marketing and Creative Services Jonah Wayland, VP Global Publishing Initiatives and Digital Strategy, Bobby Chase, Senior Story Editor, Brian Cunningham, and Executive Editor, Mark Doyle, who oversaw the rollout of the Black Label graphic novels. Jim Lee does remain the CCO, but it seems that more layoffs have hit the DC Universe streaming service as well, a move that has been widely expected at Warner Media. In other DC news, and following the layoffs, Jim Lee has confirmed that DC Universe shows are moving to HBO Max. 
This has been a rough couple of weeks for DC Entertainment. In a sit-down with The Hollywood Reporter, Jim Lee said that one of America's oldest comic book publishers may be in an unknown state of flux at the moment, but everyone should breathe a sigh of relief. The now AT&T-owned company has no intentions of ceasing production of comic books. He himself stated that comic book publishing is still the cornerstone of everything that DC does. However, there is a plan to cut down its comic book line anywhere from 20 to 25%. Big changes have been happening, but Jim Lee says DC fans should rest easy. Spider-Man will be joining the team in Marvel's Avengers video game in 2021, but only for PlayStation owners. This comes as an exclusive perk, with Sony having the rights to the character in video game and cinema form. This comes after the announcement of Miles Morales getting his own video game, and thoughts are starting to stir that he may not be far behind Peter Parker, as an addition to Marvel's Avengers lineup in the video game. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's director has been fired. Originally, he had stepped down due to reports coming out that he was participating in affairs outside of his marriage. After he stepped down, there was a deeper investigation into the claims, and after discovering the facts, Ubisoft went ahead and fired Ismail for participating in those affairs. After this news, Ubisoft has affirmed that the team will continue and is more poised to deliver an amazing game. Laszlo Jones, veteran writer, producer, and DJ of the Grand Theft Auto series, has left Rockstar after nearly 20 years. Jones is now officially split from Rockstar that apparently came in early April. He is now currently working in many different projects with Netflix, Disney, as well as quote-unquote consulting for another video game company. This is the end of your nerdly news. I'm Barry Nerdington signing off. Cheers to you. Tyler, back to you. Thank you, Barry. Not as much news this week by the sound of it, but... That's how it happens. There's still a lot going on in our nerd culture, and I hope that you will tune in to 30 and Nerdy Podcast week in and week out while me, as well as Barry, delivers more news as it comes. Now you can also, as I said earlier, tune in to the Go Live app weeknights where a lot of news will be delivered daily that may not make it to the podcast. So please... I hope you will tune in on those week shows of uh, 30 and Nerdy Show on the Bego app. Well, well, well. What do we have here? It is time to break it down on this week's topic. Now, everyone knows Mario. You don't have to be a gamer to know who Mario is. You have either seen him in a commercial, at a store, on your kid's screen from a video game. Mario has paved the way for so many other video games and their characters. Without Mario and the Mushroom Kingdom, we may not see games like Ocarina of Time, Halo, Bioshock, Kingdom Hearts, Skyrim. Now I want to talk about the few things surrounding the Mushroom Kingdom and the bros 
that brought it to life. Let's start with the history. Best place to always start is the beginning. Now, Nintendo's flagship character was created by Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto, who joined the company at the age of 24 after graduating from college in Japan. Though we know him today as the short, chubby Italian plumber trying to save his princess from King Koopa, a.k.a. Bowser, Mario first appeared in 1981 in the arcade game Donkey Kong as the character Jumpman and became an instant celebrity during that period when more than 60,000 arcade machines were sold. This game blew up. Um, I have played the arcade version of Donkey Kong, and I even owned the Game Boy version to it. Uh, it is kind of difficult, though, thinking back. Uh, you had to time everything right. Um, barrels would speed up, and uh, it was stressful. A lot of stress. One of my earliest memories of being stressed out was playing Donkey Kong on my big gray brick Game Boy. In the 1982 sequel to the game, Donkey Kong Jr., he was renamed Mario. The name came from Mr. Minoru Arakawa, the president of Nintendo America. He named the character after the owner of Nintendo's first warehouse, Mario Singali. In the 1983 arcade game, Mario Bros., we saw the first game with Mario as the titular character and also saw the first appearance of his brother, Luigi. Mario's first TV appearance came in a cartoon series as a circus trainer in the Saturday Supercade on CBS from 1983 to 1985. His first starring role in a TV series was... The Super Mario Show in 1989, which combined live-action segments with animated features. Now, the fun thing is, is I think this was on Netflix for a little while, and you may still be able to find it uh, somewhere. Um, I remember this show. Now, this was the year I was born, but I remember it later on getting to a glimpse of it and just being tripped out. Um, but yeah, I would, I would, if you find it, please let me know. Now, Mario made his big screen debut in 1989 with the movie The Wizard, which was followed by the Super Mario Bros. with Bob Hoskins as Mario and John Leguizamo as Luigi. A fun film, a nostalgic film, maybe fun for the gamers, but honestly would not exactly hold up to today's standards of a good nerd movie. Maybe we can talk about this title a little more down the road. Maybe we won't. Who's to know? I would like to do a deep dive into that movie. Um, I would also like to know what were your all thoughts of it. Good, bad, ugly. Um, I know there are a lot of people who would uh, dub it kind of a, uh, a black spot on Mario franchise history. Uh, but I'd like to, let me know your thoughts. 30andnerdypod at gmail.com so Nintendo's first U.S. home video game console, the Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES for short, was released in 1985 with Mario starring in Super Mario Bros. The legendary title has gone on to sell more than 50 million units worldwide. Super Mario Land was released in 1989 with the launch of the Game Boy and has sold more than 14 million units worldwide. Later, 
excited video game players witnessed the first glimpse of the highly anticipated Super Mario Bros. 3. Consequently, that game became the first video game to sell more than 2 million units, making it the best-selling game in American video game history. In the Super NES uh, release, uh, it released with uh, Mario starring in Super Mario World. Um, this was this was a fantastic game. Uh, it was an extremely vast game um, that featured the first appearance of Mario's dino pal Yoshi. Um, 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 the game took a team of 16 people more than three years to make. Yoshi is a sound effect that I wish that I could. Uh, it's it's impossible. It's it's basically like uh, scratching a CD. Or uh, scratching a, 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 a vinyl record is kind of the uh, similar noise that you're going to get to make Yoshi. But you can, you know, his when he stuck his tongue out. That's an easier sound effect to make. Now, by the end of 1993, there, would, there were more than 100 million Mario titled games sold worldwide. Uh, the 1999... Or the not sorry, the 1995 Super NES game Super Mario World 2: Yoshi's Island featured Mario as a baby. Then, with the launch of Super Mario 64, which next-gen gamers called the greatest video game of all time, Mario appeared again and was a popular and very fiscal success for Nintendo. Mario has appeared in over 200 video games since his creation and is still. One of the most, if not the most, iconic and popular character in video game history. Fun fact, his name is Mario. His last name, Mario. He's Mario Mario, making his brother Luigi Mario. Just original stuff, original stuff back then. I mean, the, the creativity is just vast. But no disrespect. Now with more than 600 million units sold worldwide, the overall Mario franchise is the best-selling video game franchise of all time. Outside of the Super Mario Platform series, other Mario games have included the Mario Kart Racing series, sports games such as Mario Tennis and Mario Golf, which I thoroughly enjoyed playing. Role-playing games such as Mario & Luigi, Super Mario RPG, and Paper Mario, as well as educational games like Mario is Missing, Mario's Time Machine, and even Mario Teaches Typing. Now, the success of Mario spans literally a lifetime for some of us. I was not born yet when the success of Mario began, but 31 years later, it's still going strong. Now, I would say not as strong as it used to, but still, it's Mario. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed every Mario game I played, except for maybe I didn't really get into Paper Mario that well. Uh, I, I just It just didn't grasp me. I remember Dr. Mario. Um, yeah. I... I grew up playing these games and can tell you that the Mario phenomena was such 
such a moment in video game history to grow up in. It was just amazing to be alive during the evolution of Mario and still to see it going on. It's just crazy. But enough of the history. Let's talk about some of Mario's abilities. Now, uh, during the development of Donkey Kong, Mario was known as Jump Man. Jumping, both to access places and as an offensive move, is a gameplay element in Mario games, especially the Super Mario series. By the time Super Mario RPG was released, jumping became such a signature act of Mario that the player was often tasked with jumping to, pr to uh, move the non-player characters as Mario uh, and to move the story and the screen along. His most commonly portrayed form of attack is jumping to stomp on the heads of his enemies. Uh, first used in Super Mario Bros., uh, this jump-stomp combo uh, may entirely uh, crush a smaller enemy on the stage and uh, usually deals damage to the larger ones. It usually takes a couple of times uh, to um, jump of jumping and stepping on them to take out the, the bigger bosses. Um, and, 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 of course, that has evolved. Um, this attack has often, this jump step attack has often enabled Mario to knock turtles uh, like Koopa Troopas into uh, or out of their shells. Uh, this allows him to use that shell as a secondary weapon uh, against other enemies. Um, later games have evolved his jump ability, some allowing a jump and ground pound uh, type deal. Um, there's the spin jump to destroy blocks that are above him and below him, um, and even somersaults, wall, wall jumps, like in Super Mario 64. So his jump has evolved um, from the days as Jumpman in Donkey Kong to, say, today in Mario-released games. His some of his power-ups are probably as infamous as his name is. Um, the, the first power-up that we see is in this Donkey Kong game that was mentioned earlier, arcade and Game Boy version, where he gains the ability to wield a very fast-moving hammer and it destroys uh, destroys the barrels that are coming at you and you don't have to jump, basically. Um, some other popular power-ups over the years have included the Super Mushroom, the uh, which makes you grow, the Fire Flower, which makes you shoot fireballs. Starman, which we all know. The green one-up mushrooms. The super leaf, the winged cap, and the very popular tanuki suit. That's where you turn into a weird raccoon creature and are able to fly with the tail. There have been many other power-ups in the history of the game, and I'll, it'll be interesting to see what other kind of power-ups come from future Mario games, uh, where the creativity does go um, in future Mario titles. I think that one of my most memorable um, Mario moments when it comes to power-ups is any time you'd get the, uh, the flyleaf, or the superleaf as they called it, and you could get that cape in the game, and, you could, and if you ran fast enough or ran the right way, you'd fly. Um, but you had to get a good run, kind of like the DeLorean needs to uh, get to travel back in time. Got to go to a certain miles per hour. Um, I also really loved the wing cap aspect in Super Mario 64. 
It was a lot of fun when that showed up and you were able to get to different parts of the level like later on that you normally wouldn't be able to reach maybe during your first run. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but enough about Just Mario. I don't want to just say his name over and over, um, even though I am. Now, he is the most famous name in the video game history, surely. If if with the main the main battle, even with the main battle being in this day and age, is what I'm talking about. Um, with the main battle these days being between Microsoft and Sony, I'd still be hard pressed to say that Mario is not the still the icon that he's always been and synonymous with the term video game. However, with with Mario comes his fantastic, very fantastic supporting characters and amazing, almost psychedelic worlds that surround him known as the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, though it is presented somewhat inconsistently through the franchise and there is no established canon on the topography of this Mario world, the Mushroom Kingdom is definitely what is the established realm, quote-unquote, of Mario. It is the Mushroom Kingdom. But over the years, obviously, there have been so many changes to the, the physical spec of what the Mushroom Kingdom is that there has been no consistency in the canon of what the Mushroom Kingdom is. But it is this vast, almost with an almost psychedelic trope, um, when it comes to video game lands and worlds. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the wacky characters in the Mushroom Kingdom. So, let's start with his fraternal twin brother, Luigi. Now, he is portrayed as the sidekick, but is slightly taller than Mario. Um, I know what that's like. Now, I do not have a fraternal twin, but my younger brother is, let's see, I'm, I mean, he's a head and a half taller than me, um, but I'm the older brother, so we are actually in a Mario-Luigi situation uh, in our life, so I know how that feels. Um, he does have his own set of games now, including the very popular uh, Luigi's Mansion, Um now, he is my favorite character in the franchise. Uh, fun fact about Luigi, March 19th, 2013. This began the year of Luigi, spawning many different media outlets centered around him. A big handful of video games within that year, some other media outlets all around Luigi. Like, they, Nintendo... On this day, Nintendo basically said, we are going to spend the next year putting out Luigi IP and putting out Luigi media. People love Luigi. It is time to make him just as important. And it'd be a nice break, I'm sure, from Mario. Um, now let's talk about uh, another name that is just as infamous in the Mushroom Kingdom, Princess Peach. Ruler of the Mushroom Kingdom and Mario's love interest. She's always getting captured. She's the damsel in distress. Um, now, as of recent years, there are some games that have make her, made her a little bit more 
serious, taken seriously, given her a little bit better moments. Uh, some like Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. She's not just the damsel, she's dealing out uh, the damage as well. So uh, that is Princess Peach. And you can't thank Princess Peach without thinking about who is constantly taking her. And that's Bowser, formerly known as King Koopa or King of the Koopas. He is the main villain of the franchise and thorn in Mario's side. Now in Japan, the character is known as Daimo or Great Demon King. He has a child named Bowser Jr. And as of recent years, Bowser has become more of a serious playable character in a lot of things. Not just Mario Kart and Super Smash, but there's Mario Parties. There's And he really transformed as a villain in Mario 64. There was more character given to him uh, once Mario 64 hit. He became the big bad. It wasn't just like, you know, oh, there's King Koopa um, in his ship and he's taken... Princess Peach. Bowser actually becomes more of a serious uh, character and serious contender in these uh, recent games. Um, Moving on, though. Princess Daisy. She is the ruler of, and I've never known how to pronounce this, uh, Sarasaland. Sarasaland. Uh, and uh, is usually kidnapped by Tatanga, uh, another villain in the Mushroom Kingdom. She was created in 1989, and she is linked to Luigi a lot more uh, as kind of his beau, and become a mainstay in the spinoff games uh, like Mario Golf, uh, the future Mario Kart games, as well as Mario Party. Um, a lot of people don't know as much about her or follow her as much uh, because... There's very few times um, that we see her in main storylines, um, other than a handful of times. But let's move on. Uh, we have got Toad. Toad is the mushroom humanoid and Princess Peach's most trusted subject. Now, he first appeared in 1985 and has been a main staple in all the Mario games and spinoffs ever since. He is the annoying little thing in Mario Golf um, that does the Oh, B, Oh, B, Oh, B whenever you hit a a ball out of bounds. It's rather annoying. Um, But Toad has become a bigger household name in in the more recent games. Um, Super Mario Party, Mario Kart, stuff like that. Uh, but he is an annoying little creature. Uh, speaking of creatures, Mario's dino pal and riding companion, Yoshi. His first appearance was Super Mario World in 1990. His sound effects are as famous as he is and known for his long tongue as an offensive move. He eats and, um, and, um, well, uh, he, he shoots out his prey. Let's say that. He even has his own spin-off games like Yoshi's Island. And he's a very popular choice in the early versions of Super Smash Bros. Especially if you had an extra life. Uh, like if it was 1v1 and you knew you had one more stock life than the person you were fighting. You just... And walk off the side. Cheapskate move. Very big cheapskate move. Well, let's move on to some villains. Aside from Bowser. Now, this is known as the Anti-Mario. He first appeared in Super Mario Land 2, 
six golden coins, and is the main antagonist of that game. He was made to be Mario's direct opposite. He's like Darkwing Duck's Negaduck. He was made to be the direct heel for Mario. And it's such a direct connection that his name is Wario. <laughs> Not a lot of creativity, but it works. Um, he, he was also a nice stray away from Bowser. Uh, he was a good creation and opportunity to be like, here's another villain and it doesn't have to be Bowser. And he's like Mario in, every, in a lot of ways, but he's a villain. So with Wario, a few years later, 1990 or 2000, sorry, uh, came Waluigi. Maybe it's because he's the anti-Luigi, but he's my second favorite character in the franchise. Now he first showed up in 2000 and is Luigi's main antagonist, and he's almost like if you look at him and listen to him, like wow, he's like the direct mock-up of what old-school villains looked and sounded like in the cartoons. Um, it's a lot of fun. Now, there are a ton of other characters that I could uh, easily talk about, but that could take a while. Names like Boo, Shy Guy, the Goombas, and many more, especially in these recent renditions of uh, the Mario franchise game. New characters are added constantly. Um, some of my favorite uh, games, you cannot... You know, you, you cannot talk Mario and not pay mad respect and talk about how amazing it was at the time that Super Mario Bros. for the NES. Um, it paved the way for all this. Without that, we don't have Mario 64. We don't have Mario on the DS. We don't have Mario on the Wii um, so that's one of my favorites. I loved, loved, loved Mario 64. Um, and it sounds like it is raining outside. Wow. Very nice. Nice rainy night. Um, as I was saying, um, Mario 3, Super Mario 3 with Tanuki Mario. Loved that game. I love the Super Smash Brothers games. Now, recently, in recent years, we've even seen Mario cross over and sports games and go against Sonic. Uh, now those two were the constantly clashing uh, icons of their different production companies and Mario always won. He did and he's still standing today. Um, I think it would be very interesting to talk about where Mario stands in today's climate with Sony and Microsoft and can Nintendo find its way back. I know that everyone loves the Switch, and that's a Nintendo opportunity to have Mario and to do Zelda, but it's just not the same. It's not an average system, and these days it's system wars, and Nintendo's Switch is not winning that competition. So I'm afraid that, you know, what happens when those ratings die? I mean, what does that do to the icon that Mario has become? So I think that with the pr progression of systems, Nintendo needs to rejoin the fight. They need to not let Sony and Microsoft, you know, tackle them because the past couple of years has been all Sony and all Microsoft, all PlayStation, all Xbox. They're the people that everyone's talking about. They're the companies that are at war. Nintendo's just faded by the wayside and, like, released a DS and then released a, a Switch recently that's 
way overpriced and the internet works weird and the games are overpriced and just it's losing steam and when nintendo loses steam so does its icon mario what does that do but that's a conversation for a different day i hope that i have uh educated and enlightened you on some new things when it comes to the mushroom kingdom i've enjoyed this um maybe you have some new facts and nerdledge to use in a conversation with your fellow gaming nerds if so please tell them where you went for your mario nerdledge at 30 and nerdy podcast from us here at advertising expressions we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realize that here in Morstown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen, a business that has crawled through the time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done better in this time, we want to help you. See, our business is to promote yours, and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are giving you 19% off new quotes that result in orders of $190 or more. Use the promo code NERDRONA19, that's N-E-R-D-R-O-N-A and the number 19. You can find us at 2103 Morningside Drive in Morristown, Tennessee, or contact us at 423-586-3270. Welcome back. Now, this has been a great time. I have enjoyed our time together this week. Next week, we are discussing the history of video games. This has the opportunity to be a big episode with a lot of information so please if you have questions you have thoughts send them my way 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com I uh, will happily answer them I also want to thank our patreon supporters uh, if you are a patreon supporter you will get random behind the scene footage from time to time special gifts sneak peeks on what's to come special episodes that will be starting back soon you will also receive um, first uh, come, first serve knowledge. If there is a trivia question coming up soon, you will be in the know. You will be in the circle before the audience members know, the listeners. Um, we do have a deal going on right now due to COVID-19. It is called the COVID deal. For a dollar a month, you can be a Patreon supporter. And that will get you all the same things that uh, the others are. Some of the others are getting that come out very soon, and uh, that's um, that's Patreon.com/slash Thirty and Nerdy. So please uh, check that out. Uh, take advantage of that COVID deal. One dollar a month. There's not a whole lot you can get these days for a dollar a month. <laughs> so please check that out. Also, thank you to all the people who have been rating the episodes and the show on Podchaser.com, along with our friends at the Pod Nation and the Apocalypse uh, playlists. It's simple. 
go to the site, search for the list Pod Nation or the list The Apocalypse. Yes, it's a play on the apocalypse. Uh, give some of our friends a listen. Pick a show a day. Tune into it. If you like what you've heard, hit the subscribe button on them. Give them a rating and tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. This has been fun, guys. Uh, please check out Bigo Live, B-I-G-O Live. It's an app in all the app stores, and it is a way to tune into the nightly live shows every weekday night, 30 and Nerdy Live on the Bigo app. We talk uh, some things not discussed in the podcast, some things that come out earlier than the podcast recordings, but we will talk daily nerd news as well as a, a topic of choice each night. And it is also an opportunity for you to join in on the live and you can send questions and thoughts and have conversations uh, while the show is going on with me, your host, Tyler Mack. Um, this has been great. Uh, if you want to ask some questions about Mario, if you have some, some other thoughts on Mario and the Mushroom Kingdom and the history, uh, if you've got thoughts and questions on next year's massive episode, uh, you know where to find me. Check out 30andnerdypodcast.com um, and uh, see what's always constantly changing there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have been your, uh, I've been your host with the most. I hope that you stay safe, stay uh, considerate, mask up, stay sanitized, stay classy. I have been your Duke of Nerds. You all have been beautiful. DJ Mike Cowie, take us out. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography. Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.